Welcome to Digging Deep with Pastor Yemi and Pastor Dayo Ogunsaya. On today's series, we'll be teaching from the book of Romans. Are you ready to go deeper into God's word? Join us weekly as we go into the book of Romans, chapter by chapter. Now here we go, Digging Deep into Romans. Tana Father, we want to bless you one more time. Thank you for your, for your goodness, your kindness, your graciousness and generosity for keeping us and preserving our lives even till this time. Father, we thank you. Thank you Lord. Even the first four months of this year, you have been gracious. You have been good. We consciously, on behalf of your people tonight, say thank you. Thank you, Lord. And we ask and invite you, Holy Spirit, our teacher, to be with us tonight. Amen. To teach us by yourself. Amen. Beyond the preparation of man, we want to hear from you. Amen. For each individual, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you because there will be revelation. Yes, Lord. There will be illumination. Amen. And our lives will never be the same. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I guess uh, we are taking one more step tonight, still in the book of Romans. But tonight we are going to start on chapter 2. Uh, for the benefit of anyone that's watching tonight or listening to the uh, podcast tonight uh, of tonight for the first time, I will just touch on one or two things. Actually, I take that back. I will just touch on a few things. <laughs> because when I say one or two things, I am obligated to stay with one or two things. I will just touch on a few things that we have uh, uh, studied in the previous weeks, especially in chapter one. Uh, we talked about the background of the book. Uh, the book was written between AD 57 to 58, by the man, Paul, as one of his 13 epistles, uh, written from Corinth, sent to the Roman believers that as at that time he had not met. Uh, he's only been hearing of their faith and the great things that the Holy Spirit has been doing among them. Um, the purpose of the book, uh, we outlined three purposes. We said the first one is to talk about the good news of Jesus and to reveal uh, the, the, the liberating power in the gospel. Uh, secondly, Paul wrote to communicate to the Roman believers that the grace and the glory of God, they are all wrapped up. In fact, everything of God is wrapped up in the word gospel, the good news of Jesus, the gospel of God, the gospel of grace, the gospel of Paul, and the gospel of Pastor Yemi and Pastor Dayo. <laughs> Amen. It's your gospel too. Because we are partaker of the gospel. <clears throat> and thirdly, he used the letter to explain the depth of the love of God. And what should be our response to this unconditional love of God. Uh, displayed, moving towards us. And then <clears throat> in looking up chapter 1, we I can't go through everything that was uh mentioned in, that we learn in chapter 1, 
But I'll touch on a few. We saw the issue of Paul and a few others bonding themselves mm. uh, to the Lordship of Jesus, to be his emissaries, his mouthpiece. Mm. And uh, we took a lesson that we too, we are called in our own time, in one shape, in, a, in one form or the other, to be bonded to Jesus. Either you are in business, you are in ministry, whatever he has called you into, you are his representative there. And I pray that you will not fail in Jesus' name. Uh, we also talked about um, Jesus, that Jesus was fully man, because Paul in verses uh, 3 and 4, he spoke about the human lineage of uh, Jesus as the son of David and spoke about his spiritual side as the, uh, as the son of God. Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. Uh, he operated as a man, just like you and me, empowered by the Spirit of God without measure and to set an example for us. So uh, we too, we are, he, he doesn't have an undue advantage over us. He has given us the same spirit. He has given us his name. He has given us the record of his doings. And what the Father has said, it's up to us what we do with the investment of God in our life. Uh, we also we moved on there to talk about Paul acknowledging the, uh, the, the, the working faith of the Romans. He said, he praised God on their behalf that their faith is being spoken about all over the world. He commended them for that. And then he went ahead to tell them that he longed to see them, to impart spiritual gifts to them, to strengthen them. But he has not been permitted. There could be a lot of questions. Why was he not permitted? Why was he not visited them? If he longed to see them. But we discover in, uh, in, in our discussion about the subject that the plan of God was for Paul to get to Rome, but the timing is also of God. And even though he knew the plan, he had to wait for God's timing. And the lesson we took from that is we too need to wait for God's timing. For the Bible made it clear in Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3, verse 11, that God makes everything beautiful in his time. There is the right time for everything. At times we jump ahead of God, but we are we have taken some lessons from that, and I believe uh, we are all on the same page with the word of God. Uh, we, it then it moved ahead to talk about the liberating power of the gospel, verses 16 and 17. He said he wasn't ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. Uh, if, if we know what the gospel, what the power uh, of the word of God, we will be bold to stand on it, like I normally say, to stake our tomorrow on it. For nobody stands on God and faith. Mm. And he revealed, we talked about the word salvation. We also spoke about the word righteousness. For the righteousness of God, the righteousness which is by faith, is acquired from the gospel. The self-righteousness is that one that we want to prove and hang God's approval. Uh, just like a lot of people out there are doing, but it is futility, it is emptiness. Uh, we can't. Nobody can meet the standard of God. It is only by accepting what Christ has done for us. And then he listed different kinds of behavior. 
of the un un ungodly. And he listed it so that if we can look at it again and make sure now that now that we have been delivered from all this kind of thinking, uh, 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 not choosing not to retain God in our mind, disdaining the word of God, knowing God and not acknowledging him as God, said God gave them over to depraved mind. Their, their, uh, their wisdom became foolishness. And he listed all manner of things that we see in our world that the ungodly are doing. We must be conscious that we don't partake of this, we don't join them, neither do we support them in the doing of this because he said, those who do them will face the wrath of God and those who they are supporters will face the wrath of God. We may not be doing them, but we must make sure that we are not supporting them or encouraging them. Uh, we are not going to go back there. We're just going to move forward to chapter 2. Chapter 2 is more or less a continuation of it, but it's going to be good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So which part of chapter 2 are we focusing on today? Uh, tonight we are reading chapter, uh, verses 1 to 16. Okay. And that's where we would begin to focus. We definitely are not going to be able to uh, continue or finish uh, talking uh, the whole of the 16 verses. But this uh, evening I would read Romans chapter 2 verses 1 to 16. I will be reading from the Passion Translation. Oh, NIV. Okay. Verse 1. You therefore have no excuse. You who pass judgment on someone else, for at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself. Because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now, we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath and when his righteous judgment will be revealed. God will repay each person according to what they have done. To those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, you will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth, and follow evil. There will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil. For the Jew, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. All who sin apart from the law would also perish apart from the law. And all who sin under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are a law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. 
They show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts, mm. their consciences also bearing witness, and their thoughts sometimes accusing them, and at other times even defending them. This will take place on the day when God judges sick people's secrets through Jesus Christ, <clears throat> as my gospel declares. Amen. Thank you so much. Now, I'd like to say this up front. You can't take chapter 2 and run with it. Remember at the beginning of the study of this book of Romans, you can go back on the YouTube and listen to it. We said this is the most extensive doctrinal uh, writing of Paul concerning the New Covenant, the New Testament. Is so from chapter 1, verses 18, uh, actually from verse 16 to somewhere in chapter 11 or 12, he was making a case for, the, for receiving Jesus. So don't, because we get to chapter 3, you'll see some things, and uh, just like a lawyer, we build a case. Paul is building a case now from our previous ungodly life, showing us, beginning to lay the case why you need Christ, why I need Christ. The, in, the uh, inability or, uh, uh, which word can I use, that man cannot save himself, that my self-righteousness will produce nothing. So he's building a case. So let's enjoy the ride and we begin to see why receiving Jesus is important. Look at verse 1 again. He said, you therefore have no excuse. You meaning the following is discussion from chapter 1. Remember he said for things that can be known of God has been revealed. That's chapter 1. So, he said nature proclaims that there is a creator. So, that there is no God, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's self-deception. When anybody says, I don't believe or I don't see, I, there is no proof. It's, they are self-deluding themselves. Because everything, the sky, the sea, the plants, the hands, every create, creation that we see is a proof that there is a creator. There is a designer. The perfection in the earth to this galaxy ah, is a proof. So it picks it up. That's why he said in verse 1, then you have no excuse. You whoop now is moving to a relationship among ourselves. Mm -hmm. He said, you will judge someone. You know, all those amazing things he listed from verse uh, 20 to 28 or so. The unthankful, uh, disobedient to parents, uh, uh, love haters of God. Uh, now, he now is now bringing it home to us individually. He said, you will pass judgment or uh, sit in criticizing someone else. For at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same thing. Let's see this in uh, uh, the Passion Translation. We'll be switching back and forth. With, you may not have them, but just look on the screen for them. This will help you to understand. Uh, said, no matter who you are, before you judge the wickedness of others, you had better remember this. You are also without excuse. For you too are guilty of the same kind of things. 
when you judge others and then do the same thing, then that the same thing they do, you are condemning yourself. So, uh, in order, it's going to be talking about the wrath of God, the, putting ourselves in, uh, uh, unconsciously under God's condemnation. Now, we are talking to believers tonight. Uh, we are not talking to the ungodly or to those who have not received Jesus. But there is, we need to, because I have received Jesus, does not give me a, a, a blanket uh, uh, immunity. That it doesn't matter what I do. I have escaped judgment. Yes, you have, a, in, legally you have escaped judgment. But what you do with that freedom can still align you with the ungodly. So, we, I want you to pay attention to this, especially one major area where we miss it is crit criticism, judging. Ah, uh, can you? I know we mentioned, we discussed a little bit because it's a it's a very delicate line here. This is a topic. Do we correct people, or is that what is that not what Paul is talking about here? That we just let everybody behave the way they like? I don't think that judge is saying, I mean, Paul is saying that we shouldn't even judge people. I believe that what he's saying, if you look at it from this partial translation, it says, no matter who you are, before you judge the wickedness of others. So he's not saying do not judge the wickedness. Now, he's not talking about judging people. He's talking about judging the wickedness yeah. of others. There is, we must separate people's habits from them. So somebody is stealing, you know, does not mean if I correct that person or I judge the if stealing you point it out to him and call them to accountability, is that is not no not judging. passing judgment yeah. on them. Aha. So it is the action that I am actually judging. Yeah. That's what I wanted to yeah. say. That before you judge the action of others, the wicked actions of others, you better remember this: you are also without excuse. For you two are guilty of the same kind of things. Yeah. Now, what I'm thinking about when I'm reading this is, I'm thinking about, okay, I am, some, I'm driving on the highway and someone cuts me off and I get upset with them. I'm judging them. I'm like, you know what? Where are you going? What is your problem? Blah, blah, blah. And tomorrow I'm driving on the highway. I'm get, I'm almost late for church. And I quickly cut somebody else off. You know, I judged the person that I, I judged their action yesterday. And today I'm doing the same thing. That's just the simplest way yeah. that I can explain yeah. it. And that is what Paul is talking about here. That before we judge, the, the, the scripture told us, uh, Jesus Christ told us in Matthew 7, that before we remove the speck on somebody's eyes, we must remove the plank from our own eyes. Not because that we, we carry planks around or, or because we feel that or he's not telling us to remove the plank, not only so that we can see, but also so that we can see well, to be able to see what other people are doing. It's important to correct people when they are doing wrong. But it's more important for us to not be under condemnation why we are correcting other people. Amen. So whoever is correcting somebody, must, especially in moral uh, things, must also have the moral compass. Amen. Follow the moral compass. Now, thank you for that. That's why I said it's, it's, it's delicate because we need to spend time talking about this so that uh, we don't uh, just brush it aside mm -hmm. and say, oh, you said, oh, don't judge, don't judge, we don't judge. No, no. We are meant to 
call things out yes. that does not align with our new status. Mm -hmm. Now, one other area that I want to put out there is we have read news, we have seen things on social media that happened to a brother, happened to a sister, and before knowing the whole story, we just say, oh, that's good, that serves him right. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, they, they deserve to get that. You, that's part of what Paul is saying. Don't be quick to point accusing finger. Ah, because you were talking, was it on Saturday, that there are always three sides to a story. Yes, sir. And I have seen people over the years just hearing one side of the story. And boom, they pass judgment. They condemn people. That, yeah, they deserve what they... Never let it come out of your mouth. Because uh, you don't know what has transpired before, during, and after every news you hear. To say, yeah, they got, that's what they should get. They deserve it. They deserve it. And like you said, then you find yourself doing something similar to that. Mm -hmm. Indirectly, you are saying you deserve to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get your home too. It's always good. Uh, to God said, be quick, be slow to speak. Ask, check before you said somebody deserve of this. Oh yeah, and that's that's what didn't they call themselves Christian? That's in addition to what you have on said. The, on the flip side, yeah, on the flip it, side, yeah. uh, you have to look at all of it. The Bible is not saying let everything slide. We judge actions. We don't judge people. Yes, sir. Judging people can is to be done by, by God, God alone. Yes. But people's action, especially when other human beings are involved, must be judged. And I believe that's why he started by saying it. I, I really love the way the Passion mm -hmm. translation. He said, no matter who you are, mm -hmm. before you judge the wickedness of others, you better remember this. You are also without excuse. Mm -hmm. In essence, he's telling us that we should. I mean, somebody abused, uh, abused his wife or his child, mm. and we say, oh, God has said, don't judge. Mm. So I really would not say anything. And you are in a position to correct that person. And you are saying, no, 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 God has already said. Mm. Because people go to one, either of the extremes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm even glad you brought that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we, if we are going to do a case study <laughs> with that, now, if we are going to apply this, because I've thought about, I was even going to use David. Uh, I was going to use David. If you are going to uh, use this, I think you are feeling hurt. Well, let's see. If we are, the case, now, <clears throat> what Paul was telling us by the Spirit of God here was to judge the action of abuse. Is abuse in any shape or form right? No, it's not right. That needs to be called. But now, where we will miss it is to say, but didn't he say he's a Christian? He's going to go to hell for what he has done. No, we don't have the right to, to make that judgment. Because that judging the man, we judge people's action. What he did, if it's in true that he, he did that, is wrong. For Even for a non-Christian to do. More or less a Christian. So we are to judge people's action, but we don't condemn them to hell and say, ah, you, for what you have done, you should be in hell. We must be careful. It's what, take for example, the story of David and, uh, 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 Bathsheba. Bathsheba with Bathsheba's husband. When yeah. Nathan went to David, that's in, um, 
uh, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 5. When Nathan went to David and told David the narrative, David made a statement. Because Nathan didn't say a king. He said somebody in the kingdom. David, if our IT can just help me pull it up. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 5. This is what David said. David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. He didn't know the man. He didn't know he was actually the man. But see what he said. He said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. <laughs> he, he had a big log in his own eyes. And he was, Nathan was telling him about somebody in the kingdom taking some things that doesn't belong to him. And he said the man should die. He passed judgment on himself. And when Nathan now told him, you are the man. His hand dropped. So before we condemn people to death or to hell, let's watch it. I, and I, watch, judge your own actions. Am I guilty of this too? Yeah. I have heard this saying before and it was just coming to me. We judge other people by their actions. Mm. We judge ourselves by our intentions. <laughs> so we, we kind of like excuse ourselves. Mm. No, I did this thing. This is my intention. Mm. But when somebody else does it, yeah. we are not looking at their intention. Yeah. We are looking okay. at the action. That's exactly what David did. Yeah. David was looking at the action, even though his intention was wrong. Yeah. But, it was, but when he now realized that, oh my goodness, it's me they are talking about, he tried, you know, he was now reasoning it out yeah. and, and apologizing about it. Yeah. But a lot, a lot of times as human beings, we look at people's actions and we judge them by the actions. But when it's our turn, mm, yeah. rather than doing the, using the same measure, we now look at our own intentions. Uh, no, the reason I stole, somebody goes to the supermarket and steals something. We, we judge that person. Oh, you stole something. But when you go to the same supermarket, mm. you steal it, you say, the reason I stole it is because I was hungry. <laughs> you so want to justify rationalize. We rationalize yeah. it because of our own intention. Mm. But if we, this, if, if we are using the standard, the same standard, mm. you know, for, for one another, not excusing what yeah, other yeah, people yeah, have done, yeah. but before I run yeah. out yeah. to judge somebody yeah. else, yeah. I should also make sure that I am doing it right. In, in other words, the, the, the conclusion of that verse one should be whatever I'm going to apply to somebody else, I must first of all apply, apply to, to myself. myself. Hold ourselves accountable. And that's why I believe the Bible said many of us should not, James was advising us. Mm. He said many of us should not just be teachers. Yes. yes. Uh, because if a man does not offend in words, mm -hmm. he's a perfect man. We say things that we don't do. We condemn people for what they are doing. And we are guilty of the same thing. Uh, uh, well, in, in, in my culture, they, they, there is, uh, it's not scriptural. They used to say it's the person they caught stealing something that they call a robber. Mm. The one that has left before they got there, they it's say smart. smart. Mm. <laughs> mm. Somebody was talking in our leadership meeting on Saturday that somebody was not paying tax. And he was a very smart person. That's not smartness. <laughs> that's not, that, that, that's, those are the things there. Mm -hmm. Some of the things the world calls smartness. Mm. We are forgetting that is a wrong action because the bricklayer out there mm. 
pays tax mm -hmm. before he gets paid. Mm -hmm. How can somebody be a millionaire mm -hmm. and he's not paying his own fair share? That is wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is wrong. And that needs to be called out. Mm -hmm. And that means myself, I must make sure I pay tax. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to say this is wrong, then I have to apply it. Am I paying tax as I went due? And I think the most, the, the, the best way to look at this is not to look at it in the area that, okay, well, it's either I judge people or I don't judge people. That's not what he's talking yeah. about here. I think what he's talking standard. about here is to, act even, you know, with the standard, to begin to look at, even for my own self, mm -hmm. without thinking about somebody else, yeah. if I'm going to judge other people, Make sure that I am living... Your conduct. Ex examine your conduct. For myself. Yes. If we, now, if we do that, we will do well. Yes. In ministering the Holy Communion, the same Paul, by the Spirit of God, told said, if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged with the world. We have been separated from the world, but it calls for constant assessment. Am I now living the way the Bible expects me to live now? What are the areas I need to brush up on? To continue to work on. Instead of focusing on somebody else, yes. I need to start with myself. Yes, sir. Because most, as a pastor, I've discovered in talking to people, especially if there is a disagreement between two or three people, everybody is just focused on what the other person is doing wrong. Mm -hmm. We have to keep redirecting. <laughs> redirecting. And you look at, because you are not in it, you can mm -hmm. see the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You see that each one of them, they are as guilty as any other. As the other but one. it's difficult for each one of them to admit they are contributing to the problem. Mm. It's always the other person. Yes. We must be careful and uh, see it as a way to uplift ourselves. Before I look at or make comment about somebody, let me look at what I'm doing. And look at what I'm doing. I, am I free from this thing? Or is this a wake-up call for me to uh, check things out uh, now that I'm born again, should I be found doing this? Apply standard to yourself before you begin to put up high standard for others. Yes. Jesus yes. spoke about the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. He said they have become stumbling block. Mm -hmm. He said they, they hold the key of knowledge. They are not going anywhere. They will not go in <laughs> and they are standing by the door. They, he said they put every burden on people, making it difficult for people to Move forward with God. Yes, yes. We must not be like that. Be just pointing out what people are doing wrong. Mm -hmm. What am I doing right or wrong? Mm -hmm. In what? And there will be areas for each one of us to brush up on. Mm -hmm. Use the word of God for yourself first, instead of using it always against others. Mm -hmm. We are all. That's why I said, no matter who you are. Yes, sir. Who, whoever <laughs> you are. Yes. It doesn't matter. You could be the pastor. You mm. could be anybody. No matter. And Jesus used this, applied this same. I love Jesus. He does, he did with practical application. You know the woman that was caught in adultery? Yes. They brought her to Jesus. And the whole crowd came. Men, no women among them. They said, well, this woman was caught in adultery. The law that Moses gave us said, stone her to death. What do you say? They were looking to trap him. If he says, leave her, they will say he's contravening the law. If he says stoner, they will say, well, but you said there should be forgiveness. So what did he do? He waited until he received wisdom from God. Then he said, he who has no sin. Yeah, the Lord says stone, but you, if you are going to stone, make sure you too, you have no sin. Hmm. 
He didn't say he who has not committed adultery. Mm -hmm. But he said he who has no sin. And I could see each one of them say, okay, yesterday I lied. Even though I didn't commit adultery, I'm also as guilty. If God is to measure sin, mm. none, none of them will qualify. Yes. So, and the Bible said each one of them left. It's the same way. And when Jesus stood up, that was Jesus. The Bible recorded he never sinned. So, he said to the woman, where are your accusers? The woman said they have left. He said, I too will not condemn you, mm -hmm. but go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. That should be our attitude. Jesus could have said, well, they should have stoned you to death. But Jesus condemned the action. He, he, yes, he judged the sin. Said, he said, go and, and don't, don't do it anymore. Don't commit that action yes. anymore. That That's what we, we are saying, that we judge actions. We don't condemn people. The people. Yes, and that, as we have practiced this for years now. We, now people do things wrong, and we let them know what you have done is wrong. But God is not against you as a person. Yes. All you have to see is see your action in light of the gospel. And know that, no, you are a child of God. You shouldn't be doing this. And, and also, make adjustments. And also many people, not even about others now, many people, the reason that a lot of people are entrenched in sin is because they cannot separate themselves from the sin. So the moment they fall into sin, they believe that that's who I am. I'm a sinner. I can't do better. But we can always do better. Yeah. Because sin, especially those of us who are Christians, sin is no longer part of us. Yeah. Sin is it's no more part of our, it's, it's uh, part of our nature. nature. It's no longer it's part still of our nature. It's still a residual behavior that we, yes. that we need to cut off. So the important thing as people, as born-again children of God, is to separate you. Know who you are. Separate yourself from the sin and you'll see that you are better than that sin. A lot of Christians don't think or they don't know that they are better than sin. So they, they kind of like fall into it and like, you know what? I can't really help it. This is who I am. This is what I have become. No, that's not who you are. We all can change. You are a new creation. Yep. The only thing that we need to do is to continue to renew our minds. Yes. I was talking to somebody today. I said, the best way to grow is once you receive an instruction from the word of God, put it into practice. Once you begin yeah, to we'll see it, that. Mm -hmm. Paul spoke about it. Okay. You're practicing so, the word. Practicing the word. And that is what actually helps us yeah. to grow, yeah. to become better, mm -hmm. to, 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 you know, to, to be, to, apart from judging uh, wickedness and all that, we become spiritually better uh, and morally better mm -hmm. as well. Now, now, one of the ways, uh, as, as I, you as a Bible teacher, uh, one of the things we always look at in teaching the Word of God is how to uh, improve our, our response mm -hmm. to what the Bible says. What we look at the Word of God as, uh, 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 as something to live by. Mm -hmm. What else can, is God going to show me today that I can start doing immediately? Yes, yes, that I it's can not just to store to the knowledge. Mm -mm. It is for application. Yes, sir. I love, that's why we have believed there is a lot of uh, application Bible mm -hmm. out there. How to in, apply yeah. the word, it, yes. It, the, the, the knowledge of the word will, will not help anybody if you can apply. It is not applied. It is the applying of just saying grass is green. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. 
It is the way you apply it or what you apply it to. Unless you bring your your goats to the grass yeah. and he eats and yeah. he's full, then yeah. The That's the way to full. look at instructions in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Now it says, uh, God will judge wickedness. In verse 2 it says, we know that God's judgment fall or is coming Just upon those who practice. The people now. Yes. Yeah. We have been separated from the people. Mm-hmm. But they stay. Why would God's judgment fall on those people? It's not because God hates them. It is what they are doing. And he listed that in chapter 1. And refused to stop they doing. Stop doing and then the, the people that are encouraging and applauding those doings uh-huh. too. Yes. So, but this judgment of God uh, is, is as, as the standard that God will use to judge things. Everybody. Is, is three. Uh, God's judgment will be based on the truth. Mm-hmm. God's judgment will be based on his impartiality. God is a fair judge. And it will be based on Jesus Christ. He's the one that's going to do the final judgment. He's the one that separates people. So we, we are going to look at these three standards, how far, however far we go today. Uh, because God does not, will not just stay, wake up in heaven. He doesn't sleep anyway. <laughs> and say, oh, be I like. See, I like. You know, he applies the same rule to all of us. So if his judgment is going to fall on certain people, what are they doing that will warrant his judgment coming upon them? Let's, I think the first one is the truth. That, I think that's verse, uh, uh, verses 2 to 4. He said, we know that God's judgment fall on those who practice this thing. God is always right. Uh, let me switch to our... Uh, 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 he said, verse 2 in the NIV. He said, now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So, we need to know what is truth. If God's judgment is going to be based on truth, I must know what is truth. The same thing, Pilate asked Jesus, what is true? That has been the question. Everybody wants, and the world we live in, and they said the truth is now relative. Mm-hmm. So, what is true to you may not be true to me. But there is, if God is going to base his judgment on that, on truth, then truth has to be something that's unchangeable. And that applies to everybody in every nation, in every uh, every every geographical places. It's the truth cannot be flip flopping. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter seventeen, I think verse three, he said, "Sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth." So, in other words, God's one one of the definition of truth is the word of God. And that's why the Bible said the word of God is the same. He said heaven and earth will pass away, but my word. Because he's going to base judgment on his word, the truth. So, um, let's look at one other thing there. I have a few scriptures down here. And in John 14, 6. Uh-huh, Jesus said. I am the way, yeah, the, the truth, truth, and the life. Yeah. So, uh, where it says sanctify them with your word. Uh-huh. Your word is truth. John 1, 1. He said, yeah. So, what is, is the such things is based on the word, yeah. 
which is Christ. Yeah. So the judgment, okay, well, we are going there. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Like, you know, like I, you remember what I said earlier, and that this will benefit you. Paul is building up a case. So there is a climax he's trying to get to. But he has to lay the case doctrinally, line by line, to that point. That we will know that Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the one that's going to do the final judgment. Jesus is also the one that will separate us mm -hmm. from those that will receive the wrath of God. Our attitude, our response to Jesus, who is the word of God, is what we are talking about mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. We have also seen that this same Jesus, this same word of God, is the power of God. Yes. And through him, we get the right standing with God. And remember what we said, the gospel is about Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. Yes, sir. The gospel it's of about truth. Jesus. Is it right? The gospel of so, truth. So, but let's keep on building on it. So, um, uh, I think verse 3, it said, So, when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of God's kindness? Is forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. Let's look at those verses 2 to 4. Mm -hmm. A number of things we have established, one that the word of God is the truth, the word of God is Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But look at, people have said to us, and they said, in, uh, said uh, Peter wrote about it, that uh, mockers mm -hmm. will come, and they will say, since the fathers... They've been saying it's coming, it's coming. Yes, oh, it's stop. Just wake up to reality. There is no Jesus coming. <laughs> That's what Paul was referring to here that uh, God is, uh, Peter said God does not slow as people can't slowness. slackness mm -hmm. or slowness. He said, but God is kind. It's forbearance. It, every day, everything looks like the same. Just look and say, oh, this Jesus, 2,000 years ago, they've been saying it's going to come. But he said it will come like a deceiver. You can take it to the bank. Jesus is coming. And when he comes, he's not coming as a little baby to be born in a banger. He's coming for judgment. You can take it because what God said will come to pass. So now God is giving us, that's why we say he's God of many chances. He's giving us a lot of chances. It looks as if God is not judging sin. It looks as if God is just letting people do whatever they like. We see ungodly people doing corrupt and fraud and 419 and making millions. And it looks as if they are buying planes and they are enjoying. Hey, there is a day of judgment coming. We should not be deceived. There is judgment coming. Why? Because the Bible said God's judgment is going to come. And God is going to judge the unbelievers. It doesn't matter. You say something that the, the lies may go out so many years. Yes. The truth will catch up one day. one day. The truth is Christ. It will come. Yes, so sir. don't mistake God's kindness, his patience, his forbearance mm -hmm. uh, to mean that, oh, nothing will happen if I do this. Mm -hmm. mm. So I don't know. What yeah, I, I'm, I'm just thinking in line with what you have said, mm. that people... I've been like, you know, if Jesus um, has not come at this time, and mm. he keeps saying he's coming, he's coming 2,000 mm. years you ago. say that every Sunday. We don't, <laughs> think, we don't think he's coming. Or 
um, you know, there are so many. Why, why, why is he allowing people who are unrighteous or who, 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 who claim to be smart, like we talk about, uh-huh. go scot-free? Uh-huh. Why is that? That means that, you know, God is really not just. He's, you know, he's not true. But uh, he is he, true. He is, God is true. God is true. He knows what he's doing. Uh-huh. He's giving people chances to change because he, the Bible says that he does not want, want anybody to perish. To perish. So he's given people opportunities yeah. to change. Yeah. And I think while as Christians, when we stand our ground and continually do the right thing, yeah. continue to, yeah. to judge our own actions, continue to change work on ourselves, we become evidences to those people. Mm. And, and uh, apart from the fact that we become our witnesses to them, <laughs> when the time comes, when Jesus Christ comes, we will become the people that Christ will be pointing yeah. at and say, yeah. these are my people. Yeah. In the same world, in the same situation, they could do it. Yeah. You know. So I think that it's important for us to, to look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Look at it, and in the, in the, in the in, you know, like no matter what happens, the Bible even tells us that we should not envy the rich of this yeah. world, yeah. you know, because when their time comes, yeah. they will just yeah. disappear yeah. like that. Their riches will disappear. Yeah. So we should, you know, stand our ground, continue to be, you know, to to do what God has told us continue to do. Continue to practice the word of God. Yes. Ah, oh, it looks as if I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm. Doing, I'm following the word of God, and it looks as if people are passing me by. They are going ahead. David said, I said, I, I was kind of confused. Uh, he was paraphrasing what he said. He said, Un- unbelievers, they are ungodly people. They are making it. They are thriving. He said, but on, when I went to your sanctuary, then I under- have an understanding of their end. Mm-hmm. The end will come. Yes. And what is going to happen in the end? You don't want to be part of it. Mm. I don't want to be part of it. Mm. Because it's talking about the fierceness of God's anger. Yes. Being poured out on Satan and those who align with Satan. Mm. And we align ourselves with Satan when we uh, unrepentantly keep on refusing and rejecting the word of God. The mm. promptings of his spirit. You know, another example that we have for this, this uh, because verse 5 st- spoke about it. He said, but because of your stubbornness, your stubbornness, your hardness, the new King James says, had... The, the passion transitions in your calloused hearts. Yeah. And callous means that mixed. something that has been, you know, when you say you have calluses on your foot, mm. it's hard, uh, like difficult Like some of to us, re- some of us. <laughs> <laughs> difficult to remove. Yeah. You know, you go for pedicure yeah. and, you know, you have calluses. You have to chisel it out. Have- <laughs> Uh, is this is this sclerosis or something? That's a condition of the of the liver. Yeah. So, so it's it's and it doesn't just happen one day. Mm. Over the years, you've been abusing, you've been doing things, and the the livers become Sorry, yes hardened. It's no more functioning. This has it has it has thickened. The same way you look at the story of Pharaoh and Moses. The Egyptians don't have to sacrifice their first children. Mm-hmm. He could have listened to Moses from the first day mm-hmm. and said, you, these people, go. But he, the Bible said he hardened his heart. He hardened his heart against the word of God that was sent to him. Because Moses brought the word of God to him. 
that the God of the Hebrews said, let my people go. But he had in his heart. He said, who is that God? That he will command me. Because he, he saw himself as a God too. Uh, Egyptian history said the day they coronate any pharaoh, they, he, he transitioned from being mere human to being a God. Mm-hmm. So they, they, that's why they mummify their bodies, they build pyramids, because they see them as deity. Mm-hmm. But this is this was his maker saying, let these people go. But he refused. And it took persistence, almost months, before he got to a point where God said, okay, I will demonstrate who I am. We don't want to wait till that demonstration before we change and, re- and, and, and align ourselves with the word of God. Let's look at this verse 4. It says, do, I'm reading the Passion Translation. Uh. It says, do the riches of his extraordinary kindness make you take, take him, him for granted, granted and, and despise him? Haven't you experienced how kind and understanding he has been to you? Uh. Don't mistake his tolerance for acceptance. And that's what I was saying, that Mm. sometimes we are looking at, okay, God is not doing anything Mm. about this situation. It's okay, it's okay. You know, uh, it's okay. It's okay to do it. There are so many homosexuals out there. Mm. Now, why is God not striking them? Mm. Oh, maybe it's the new thing. Maybe Mm. now the truth that you are talking about is now relative. To the, to, you know, to whatever interpretation. They call it that the woke, woke mentality. The woke God has woken up. Nah, 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 he never sleep. But he oh. says that have you not experienced his mm-hmm. kindness and understanding? Mm. How kind and understanding? Don't mistake his tolerance for, for acceptance. acceptance of the evil that mm-hmm. people are doing. Do you realize that all the wealth of his extravagant kindness? How massive his kindness has been. Extravagant is kindness. Yes, sir is to melt your heart and lead you on to repentance. Now, it may be big, you know, because we are Christians, we may not need all these things. But again, as we always say, there, are, there is always one or two things that we can work on here. God has been very, very, uh, he has been understanding with us about some attitudes that we have about some habits that we have. You know, he has been telling us, you know, you need to change He has shown mercy. We are supposed to get judgment for certain things we have done. He has released mercy. We have, oh, Lord, I'm sorry, okay. Then you go back to those things. You do it again. That is actually unrepentance. And and that, you know, because repentance means that you drop it, you turn around, you go the different direction. You don't go back there again. But the moment we we go back again, or, or we say, God, I, you caught me stealing this cup. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry. You, you are sorry because you are caught. Uh-huh. If you go back there, uh-huh. not because you are done doing that thing. If you are done stealing that from stealing that thing, you got caught. God says you tell God you are sorry. You don't go back there anymore. You know. And those those are some things that we need to begin to look at in our life. Those little little lies. God has permitted us, has allowed us, because these things, they, are, they open the door. Even if, I mean, we, God will not judge us anymore as his children, but the devil is always out there, you know, waiting to, to pass judgment, like, okay, you've done it. You open the door for the devil to come in, and at the end of the day, you begin to blame God for it. Amen. And uh, it's very important. Let's look at a few scriptures as we round up this today. Uh, uh, Ephesians 2.7, Ephesians 2.7, talking about, the, he said, in the ages to come, 
God saved us that he might show the exceeding riches, just like the extravagant kindness of his kind of his grace in his kindness towards us. That's why he saved you. That's why he saved me. Exceeding riches. Riches that exceed whatever. Now, in one of the studies I was doing was talking about all the other gods that people worship. Mm. Uh, was writing uh, some uh, write-up and said, those gods were described as unpredictable and very cruel to their, to their followers. But And I, I was comparing them to Jehovah God. He is very predictable. And he is uh, not cruel. He's, he's merciful, full of mercy. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing that because, like you said, because things don't happen like it did in the Old Testament that uh, people just, boom, fall down and die. We are taking his uh, kindness as acceptance that these things are okay to persist in them. No. So he wants to demonstrate how, how merciful he is. How gracious he is. That's why he's tolerant of most of these things. Mm -hmm. He's tolerating us. He doesn't like what we are doing, but he loves us. Mm -hmm. We are his children. I may not like what my children are doing. And I'll keep telling them, I don't like what you are doing. But I love them as my children. And as, and as children, you know, we must strive to please our father. Yep. Because that's, that's what gladdens that's, his heart. Yeah. So if what we are doing is not pleasing to mm -hmm. him... You know, then he gets, he, he doesn't, you know, send us away as his children, mm. but then he, he doesn't like it. We don't make him happy. Mm. Now, let's quickly see as we, our time is fast spent, but let's see Exodus chapter 34, verse 6, NIV. You will see the characteristics of your father. Why it looks as if he's letting things slide by. This is what Moses experienced with God. Exodus 34, verse 6, New International Version. It says, and he, God, passed in front of Moses, proclaiming the law, the law, the compassionate, gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in mercy and faithfulness. These are the core character of our Father. God will always choose mercy. Verse 7. says, maintaining love. Verse 7. Maintaining love to thousands, mm -hmm. forgiving wickedness, mm -hmm. rebellious, mm -hmm. and sin. Yeah. He's always willing. Why? Because he, he, want, he doesn't want us to be destroyed mm -hmm. with the devil. But at the same time, if we persist, just like the Israelites persisted, and from 20 years and above, God had to take his eyes off and allow them to die. Mm -hmm. There is a line that judgment will, must come. Just like he allowed Adam and Eve to get kicked out of the garden. God is a, is his judgment is based on truth. And the truth is the word. If God said, you do this, this is what will happen. And you keep doing them, that's what God said will happen. Mm. The truth cannot flip flop. <laughs> it's not uh, intrinsic. It's mm -hmm. true to me. It's not true to you. Mm. The word of God is truth. Jesus is true. To keep rejecting Jesus is putting yourself under the wrath of God, under the anger of God. A smart person will accept Jesus, will begin to live their life according to the word of God that they know. Hmm. That is the only way to stay out of God's anger, and God will help us. You want to close us out? Amen. 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 I hope you've been blessed tonight. Glory be to God. 
Uh, tonight we have um, stayed on the truth. <laughs> <laughs> we've spoken a lot about you know the fact that we don't judge people, mm. but we can judge Action. people's actions, mm. the wickedness of people. Uh, we don't close our eyes to wickedness, but before we even judge other people's wickednesses, we look at our own selves as well. Make sure that what we are, you know, correcting people about is we are not doing the same thing. We turn to hypocrites if we do that. So we just need to begin to look at those little, little areas of our lives. Make sure that we are doing things right. Not even only with the intention of judging others, but with the intention of pleasing our father, who is our loving daddy. So tonight, I hope you have been blessed. God is good. God is gracious. He is full of mercy yeah. and compassionate. Yeah. And I know that if you have missed it in any way, because you are a child of God, God has you know, forgiven you when you repent and turn away from that action. And you have, if you have not received Christ as your Lord and your Savior, uh, uh, you know, don't stay, don't stay in judgment or, or in condemnation. You can become a child of God and God will remove you from those that have been judged and come to the people that he has chosen for himself. So tonight we are going to pray. Uh, glory be to God. And um, just pray with me tonight. Father, thank you, Lord. I give you praise because you are good to me. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior tonight. Thank you. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed on the on the on the cross of Calvary. Yeah. Thank you, Father. I come into your kingdom tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for everyone that is online tonight watching and those who will watch later on that the mercy of God will always answer for us. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The strength to be able to go forward, to keep moving, yes, to be who God has called us to be, we receive tonight Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we thank, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise, O Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. 